0: Hey, Daniel. What's up?
1: I don't know. It's Thursday, September 26th. What's What's up? up? I don't know. (laughs) Cool. Um, And we have another jam-packed episode with you with one thing we learned from the weekend, college football, notable games. Spoiler, not too many. Our college bets are NFL bets, Um, Vikings at Bears preview, match stats, and then uh, maybe uh, Cubs obituary. I don't think so. We'll wait for next week for that, but it's sad times here. Daniel, what's
0: one thing you learned the last week? Um, one thing I learned is that the AFC right now is in three tiers. One tier, it's the Patriots and the Chiefs, who, who are going to be in the AFC Championship. Then the second tier is just one good team, the Ravens, and then everybody else. That's a very lonely tier. I know. It's, it, 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 it's But they're they're not on the tier of the Chiefs and Patriots. But I think the Ravens are a good team. But if you look at last week's slate, the Jags and T- Tennessee was just not a good game. The Packers dismantled the, the Broncos. The Vikings beat beat up on the Raiders. The uh, Cowboys beat up on the Dolphins. Dolphins are terrible, obviously. The mm-hmm. Niners beat up on the – or they didn't beat up. They beat the, the Steelers. And then the Rams beat the Browns. The a- NFC is just it's – the, it's, they're two different conferences right now. I would,
1: I would add one team to your middle tier, and that would be the Houston Texans. I feel like Houston and Baltimore are on the same level. That's fair. But everyone else, I agree. Just but like, everybody, yeah.
0: literally, it's literally Chiefs and Patriots on their own tier. Ravens and I guess I'll throw the Texans in there. I don't want to disrespect the Texans at all. Like it is that. pretty shitty. That's like and then the, and then the rest of the the entire conference looks like absolute dog crap. I would 100 percent agree, Matthew. What did you learn the last week? My
2: one thing that I learned. Well, first I want to say that I would put contrary to what Danny said, I would put the Ravens up there with that first tier. They did lose, but they went out on the road to Arrowhead, and the uh, the Chiefs were seven and one at home last year, so that's not a tough place to go for an upcoming team. Sophomore quarterback, they went in and they lost by they lost by eight points.
0: They lost by one. A score, that's a score. Was it eight points
1: though? I believe it was. They lost by eight. I believe they lost by eight.
0: uh... But the Chiefs were in control that entire game. Ravens,
2: Chiefs lost by five points actually.
0: I do. I know, but the the score doesn't tell. The Chiefs were in. In the driver's seat most of the game. They were in the driver's seat most of the game,
2: but the Chiefs did, or the Ravens did come back again and made it interesting. They only lost by. Five. Yeah, they,
0: they made it interesting.
2: But there, was, the there
0: was never there was never a doubt about it.
2: So I mean, for an up and coming team, in my in my opinion, an up and coming team, I would say that they, I'd put them up there in that top tier. You I can put them with
0: it. the Patriots and the Chiefs
2: though. Oh, the Patriots are a very good team. They played nobody. Me and Jake were talking about this yesterday. None of their opponents. I mean, obviously they've beaten all their opponents. They're three zero. But in games outside of. And their in the games that their opponents have played outside of the games versus the Patriots, since obviously the Patriots are undefeated, none of their opponents have a win yet. So uh, they are a very good team. And I mean, the Patriots, I'm not going to discredit them for playing bad teams, but I mean, I I would put I would put them up there for having a tough a tough road loss. And I mean, if we're going to put the Patriots up there for being for beating fucking Dolphins, <laughs> the Jets, and the Steelers, I would definitely put them up there with the uh, with that first tier.
0: I'd still I'd I'd have to still see more of the Ravens. That's all That's all i am got to say. And the, I mean, the thing is, like, I was going to say the Bills, but they've beaten the Jets, the Giants, the Giants with Eli Manning, at, at, and then uh, the Bengals. I would say the Bills
2: belong in that second tier, although they have, like, I, very, very good. I mean, they, they almost lost to the Bengals. They're all, only up by 14 points, and they nearly choked that away at the end. I'd put them, like, bottom of the second tier, maybe, like, very top of the third tier, in my opinion. So I like, say like I
0: said, the, the tiers are very few teams. Yeah. Correct.
2: So uh, – the thing that one thing I learned this week is the Green Bay Packers are a dangerous, dangerous team, very dangerous. Uh, They are averaging their defense is averaging or their defense is allowing 11.7 points per game. Last year, they allowed 25 points per game. Uh, Rodgers, I mean, this is like the first time in the history of ever since Aaron Rodgers has been the quarterback that he's not carrying the team to wins. He's averaging 215 passing yards a game and he only has four touchdowns in three games. I mean, if they're beating teams, if they're three, if they're up, if they're 3-0 on the season and it's like not because of Aaron Rodgers I feel like the longer that Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers get to gel with each other and this defense is going to keep balling out that's that's a recipe for disaster for everyone in the NFC. I think that I think the Packers are a sneaky top team if we're tearing the NFC I would definitely put the Packers in that top tier right now. And it's it's scary that they their offense hasn't started clicking yet because once they do it's, ooh, we're, it's we could be in trouble.
1: We could be in trouble. Big big trouble. The one thing I learned from this week was from the afternoon games on Sunday, and it is Kyler Murray is real deal Holyfield. Like, they didn't have a great game as a team because that fucking defense is horrible and the rest of Arizona is dog shit. But just from what I've seen from Kyler Murray from three weeks, he's really fucking good. I don't care if he looks like he's 5'4 on the field. He's awesome. He's going to be pretty damn good. Yeah, he like, doesn't have a lot to work with. So No, he's like, like a 38-year-old Larry Fitzgerald and that's all. David Johnson's go, but that line is dog shit. Everyone else on the team is dog shit. Like any signs of hope you can see from him, you gotta just take those. Jake, are that. you
0: sure about that with Murray? I'm because pretty sure. What I've seen from him, it hasn't. He's been decent. He he he's able to run, but i I'm, I got his stat line up right now. He threw for 173 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. The one pick though, the corner jumped. I think probably three feet in the air, and that's a throw where it's like, oh
1: shit, that guy at. Texas was not making that player. Oklahoma state was not making that pick, but the corner for the Panthers does. So I think it's like one of those picks where he learns and he grows, but I think he's going to be really good for his career. I think he's going to have like a, who can I compare him to? I don't know if there's a great comparison because there are two different type of players, but like a Philip Rivers type of career where like, they don't really ever win stuff and they're never the top of the top, but it's like, yeah, that guy's pretty solid for like a pretty good time.
0: I mean, you're saying this about Kyler Murray, and then Daniel Jones went out and threw f- for four touchdowns, one
1: game versus three. If Daniel Jones keeps balling out like that. Maybe not against Tampa, but we'll see. Um, college football this week—it's a fucking stinker. It is a real fucking stinker. We—the two ranked-on-ranked games are USC at Washington, and then Virginia at Nerding. Dame. Although I do like uh, not—I Utah is still
2: ranked. And I'm not. I assume Wazoo is not ranked. Wazoo is not ranked. That's good. That should be a good game as long as uh, Utah's running back Zach Moss plays. They both both coming off losses, so I mean, no one wants to drop two straight between those two teams.
1: So that should be a good game. Fun game to watch. It's probably 9:30 um,
2: game too. It's probably like a late a late night, so it's mm-hmm. like. You are laying in bed, you're chasing, because you're fucking, you lost every game you bet. It's like, oh, fuck,
1: oh, it's lots of, it should be a good game. It should, be a strong game. Sneaky good game uh, is when NIU's going to go into Vanderbilt and upset the SEC team. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, we're only six and a half point dogs. I checked
2: a few days ago. I mean, that's insane. If you're an SEC school and you're only six and a half point home favorites versus the Northern Northern Illinois University, you should be like, uh, what's the thing in soccer uh, in Europe where relegation, there's, a, there's leagues and soccer – there's soccer leagues in Europe. Don't ask me which ones. But if you come in last, you get relegated to, like, a lower league, and it's, like, a fucking bump-fuck league. And if you, go, if you come in first in that bump-fuck league, you move up. Vanderbilt should be relegated. If NIU wins, they should be bumped up to the uh, SEC. Heard it here first.
0: That actually is kind of – that would kind of be a fun way to do college football.
2: I think all sports in general could benefit from that. It would be a lot more we need to go into it because, like, we need a second league to bump the teams down to – But I, and it was fucking blow. If the Bears were just really stinky one year and they couldn't go play in like the the Canadian football league, that would fucking suck. That would be horrible.
0: That would be horrible for the fan bases. But if it's like, if it's for college, whereas a team like Vanderbilt, who's stinking the SEC, they drop them to like the American Athletic and put somebody else in there. Conference
2: USA. It'd be all fun and games still happens to your team. But I do agree. (laughs) That would be, that would be fun. Um, we just got completely derailed off.
1: Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, do we have anything to say about, like, those two games or those three or four games we mentioned? I don't have anything to say about any of them.
0: And why we even do we just want to get these? to the bets?
1: I don't know because I just like figuring out the ranked-on-ring games it's usually it's a good conversation starter. This week, sure. it's not. It's but fun it's fun. not.
0: Like, I haven't seen a whole lot from Virginia. Notre Dame hung with Georgia, which was kind of odd to see with them being 14 and a half point dogs. But, yeah, these games suck.
1: All right, we'll get into the pick, up I'll lead it off. My first pick from the 4-0 man, the only undefeated man left on this podcast. I'm taking Clemson, minus 27, going into North Carolina. North Carolina is starting two redshirt freshmen on the offensive line, and the other three are all redshirt sophomores. That defense is going to fucking destroy North Carolina, and that offense is always good for 35-plus points. So I'm pretty confident Clemson, minus 27.
0: Daniel? Right now, I'm going with uh, USC plus eleven on the road at Washington. I know Washington beat BYU, and that's USC's only loss. But USC's coming off a big win over Utah, and going the, the USC's only loss was at BYU and OT. And especially when you got like bad Mormon juju, you're you're bound to have a loss at BYU if you're a good team. Uh yeah, USC plus eleven. It just seems like too many points to, to lay down.
2: I am. I hand it off. I mean, yeah, I'm handing it off to you, Matthew. It's to say, I feel like Jake. Jake just did like a, a yep. handoff motion to me, like my turn. But it's like people can't hear that.
1: <laughs> Sorry for the quick lag out, but here we go. Right back to Matt's college pick. Listen, I am giddy about both
2: my picks this week. I am over the moon about both of them. I texted Jake when I saw this line, and I was like, "Am I a dumb person? Like, is there something I'm missing? This just seems like a fucking layup." So. My pick this week is Northwestern Wisconsin over forty-seven. Let me give you. Let me spit some facts to you. Fact number one: Northwestern led up thirty-one points at home against Michigan State. Who I don't know a lot about Michigan State, but I think they have a real shitty, a real shitty offense. Am I wrong? Real bad. Dan, is your Wi-Fi okay?
0: It, I I hear you guys just fine. Okay, is yours okay? okay? It just no,
2: sounded weird for a second. You
1: said, you said yeah, and it came across very late, so I so we were concerned. Okay, back to the pick. I just wanted to make sure. Back to the pick.
2: So, Northwestern led up 31 points at home to Michigan State. Michigan State offense, fucking blows. Wisconsin's offense, really good. Fact number one. Fact number two, Wisconsin has been dismantling teams. I, I said dismantling. That's a good word. Wisconsin has been dismantling teams and running the score up. I mean, I feel like they could hit 45 on their own. Well, 47. I got it at 45 and a half, not a big deal. And it moved up. I got that on Monday or Tuesday. And moved up to 47, so now it's at 47. But they've been dismantling teams. They can score 47 on their own. We need like a touchdown, maybe three points from Northwestern for this over to hit. Fact number three Two of Wisconsin starting or both of Wisconsin's starting safeties are out because they got called for targeting at the end uh at the second half second first Michigan. And then I didn't read too deeply into this, but I saw something about their backups also being injured. So that could open the door in the first half for maybe, you know, oh, this new fuck this fucking freshman. Dumbass, eighteen-year-old, like, oh, he misses missing assignment, like huge breakout play for uh, Northwestern. There's a touchdown. So those are the, those are the reasons I love this matchup. Uh, also, in six of the last ten games, this matchup has hit the over 47. Not less not you know, I don't love that. It's like a little bit above 50 percent, so I wouldn't like really lean on that. It's just it's just something to think about. Yeah. But over 47 for Wisconsin Northwestern, I big fan. This is my, this is my, I think this is my favorite pick of the college season.
0: I like, I like the pick, but the only concern about that is I, I fear that Northwestern will not be able to put up any points. Yeah. I, will, I will attest to that, Dan, because
1: as being a Wisconsin fan, whenever we see Northwestern on the schedule, they're good for 10 to 17 points every year, no matter how good or bad they are. And they can be lights out great. They're still scoring at max 17. Even when they're dog shit like this, they're good for at least 10. It was a random test.
2: So you're disagreeing with Dan.
1: Yes, I said, oh, you,
2: said you said I can attest. Like, I oh, oh okay. Whoopsie.
1: I appreciate my it. My English I, isn't the best.
2: I'm not gonna lie, I don't know a whole lot about college football. I'm much more confident in my NFL pick, but that's my that, there's, that, there's my college pick. I can also, I'm like kind of in nightmares of like just Pat Fitzgerald defense, just like fucking bottling up Jonathan Taylor,
1: and it's like no, they classic. gave up 31 at home against Michigan State. Michigan State's fucking brutal. So they
2: can't score on anyone. I do love this college. I was gonna take that with a grain of salt when you're putting your house on this pick, because I mean who doesn't listen to this podcast and just take all of our picks? But yeah, over 47.
1: Hold on too long, Jake. Take it away. Danny, NFL bets. We're just going right to the NFL bets because the rest of college fucking blows. NFL all bets.
0: Right, um NFL bet. Chiefs minus seven now because I wasn't sure what it was on Bavada. But uh they're they're at Detroit. They were they were laying last week, the Chiefs were laying six and a half to the Ravens opening up. It moved down to like five. But if they're laying, um, they're laying that much against the Lions, you got to take it. Detroit, I
1: told you a couple weeks ago, they may be speaking I'm good, not.
0: No, I'm not ready to jump. I'm not ready to jump on Detroit yet.
1: I don't think seven is big enough for Detroit. Like, they're going to be good. But the Chiefs are like maybe the best team in the league. We don't know yet. It's week four now. So we'll see. But good pick. Matthew, your pick. Do you want to go up? You get second pick for the last time. All right, I'll go second pick. Uh, my pick is Houston minus four and a half versus Carolina. They have Kyle Allen coming into town, you know, backup QB, and I don't trust him at all. Like, yeah, he looked really good against uh, the Cardinals, but the Cardinals' defense atrocious. Houston's defense very good, so I don't think I think they're gonna bottle them up. I don't think Carolina's gonna score that much. Houston minus four and a half.
2: My pick. This is the one. You put your goddamn house in this pick. You hear me? Hey, hey, you. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. You put your you put your house in this pick. Patriots minus seven and a half. The Patriots have covered seven and a half in seven of the last ten meetings against the Bills, according to a questionable website that had like this, the the history of the games. But seven of the last ten games, they covered seven and a half. This is a yearly, this is a every three years thing. The Bills come out, they're fucking legit. Three nothing, or three and no, 4 and zero, five and zero. Trump the season. Everyone's like, whoa, the Bills are pretty good this year. Oh, the Patriots are coming to town. Bills fans, this is the biggest game of the year. We're gonna we're gonna beat them this year. We're gonna do it this year. They never fucking – I'm sorry if I spit on you. No, no you're okay. I pot You did not. I spit all of your, your phone and your laptop. I'm just – I'm excited about this pick. They never fucking – spoiler alert, they never fucking win. And according to my stats, seven of the last ten times, they haven't covered seven and a half. They don't cover the threat either. Even I mean, they're always. they're always underdogs. So, Patriots going to the Bills, minus seven and a half. In fact, the last time they covered seven and a half was in 2016. That's a few years ago. Not good. So Patriots minus it's minus seven and a half. You lock that up. You put everything you have on that. And if it loses, so,
0: it's so easy. And if it loses, you don't come back
2: to me and say, "Hey, you fucking asshole, you owe me money." You said this pick would we'll win. You take this pick at your own your own risk. But I love this pick. Love it a lot.
1: Oh, I love that man. That was great energy. I, I, I feel riled up. I don't know what's. I don't know why. I just. I'm just. Excited. I get paid tomorrow. I may put my entire paycheck into my Bovada account and put all of it. I told I'm you, England minus seven. I told you, I've been saying for a few days, I,
2: I've been telling you, I'm excited to record the podcast this week. Oh, time. wait. When, when I saw the Wisconsin line, I'm like, I'm excited to give this line. When I saw the Patriots line, I'm like, I'm fucking, I was just doing some, like, the little research, like, when you know, the last 10 times, like, have they covered seven and a half? I'm reading it, I'm like, they've covered seven of the last 10? Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, Vegas, you guys are fucking, you guys are fucking idiots. What's wrong <laughs> with you people? Although, <laughs> Julian Edelman, I, I just thought about Julian Edelman might be out, so that could hurt, but fuck that. I think
1: they're fine.
2: still
0: the seven and a half. Who cares
1: just um, before we get into Vikings and Bears, we'll wrap it up. Our total picks overall are Clemson minus 27, Wisconsin Northwestern over 47, USC plus 11, Houston minus 4.5, Pats minus 4.5, Chiefs minus 7. Um, our totals for the years: I'm 4-0, oh, Matthew is 3-1, and one, Danny is 1-3. and three. Be, right be be aware. Aim for a total. That's In a pretty good total. If you take all of them, you're fucking making lots of – That's a very good total. You're making –
0: and I, I account for more than half of those losses. If you just took
1: me and Matt, like you said, I like DeKalb, Illinois. And for some reason, I'm only going to take their picks, Seven at one. You're fucking, you're, you're doing well. Yeah, you're doing for, you're, you're making, you're making a pretty good living. You probably quit your job right now. Okay. Vikings at Bears. This is a big game. It got, it's a 325 game. It's not a true primetime game, but it's 325. And I don't know when the last time we had a fucking home game at 325. I really have no idea. We could have last year, and I don't remember it. But it feels like it's either noon or prime time last year for us.
2: One, uh, I, we have our new segment, Matt Stats. We're kicking it over to Matt's Corner. I was oh, about I to kick it over I was about to kick it over to Matt. Stats. But before we go to Matt Stats, uh, injury: Bobby Massey has vertigo, possibly not good. Taylor Gabriel in concussion. Uh, he's in concussion
1: protocol. Eddie, Eddie Pinheiro, pinched nerve in the knee. Jake, what does that mean? A pinched nerve is when basically that you have inflammation in a joint or an area where it's then pressing on the nerve, which causes pain. Without knowing how bad it is, what
2: would you, what would your reputation be
1: for his three rehab? He was close for a forty-eight yarder last week, and then he hit what was a thirty-eight yarder or something. So I think he'll be fine. He's probably not gonna be bombing from fifty-seven or mm-hmm. however the fucking his deepest is, but it's not gonna be like our kicking game is gone.
2: And then Akeem Hicks,
1: uh, he left with a knee injury in Monday Night Football.
2: Uh, Maggie, Maggie said it was just wear and tear. He got a little sore during Monday Night Football, and it's nothing serious. I feel like that's kind of underselling it, in my opinion. But I would, what the fuck do I know? I'm just some dumbass college kid, college kid going to NIU. Uh, then also, the second not-Matt stat, stat, 325 kick, that's going to be a rowdy, rowdy tailgate crowd. They're going to be loud going into that. Very game. drunk. People. Very drunk. <laughs> yeah. Even louder. I mean, that should give us normally, in betting, uh, you get three points for being at home. That should give us like three and a half, four. But anyways, uh, Matt stats. I don't know why I'm being a real douchebag. Saying talking in third person, math stats. It's a cyclist's name. It's okay. So, do you guys know what the key was last year to the Bears beating the Vikings in each game? Do you guys want to guess?
0: Kirk Cousins being dog shit.
2: Okay, Jake or uh, not Jake Dan. What was? What do you think? What do you think it was?
0: Um. Yeah, pretty much that. Okay, so I'm
2: no, I'm no mathematician. I'm no scientist. I'm no Bill Nye. But from looking at the stats last year, the Vikings in game one they had 14 rushes for 22 yards. Dalvin Cook lost like, he fumbled, lost the ball, turnover. Game two. They had 15 rushes for 63 yards. In my opinion, from what I'm seeing, again, I sound like a real fucking douchebag. Like, no, I'm it's two second here. here. Uh, from what I'm saying, the key to the game is stop the run and make Kirk Cousins beat you. Simple as that. Just like Jake said, make Kirk Cousins go up and down the field throwing the ball. But it will be tough this week because Delvin Cook is the NFL's leading rusher, 375 rushing yards, and their offense averages 101.7 rushing yards per game this offseason. I was looking at their box scores or their season stats. And they got some guy I've never heard of him before, but he has 130 132 rushing yards on the year, so I mean he's a, a very good backup, clearly to uh, to Delvin Cook. But they have, yeah they average 101.7 rushing yards per game. That's like second or third in the NFL. So uh, it's going to be a daunting task, especially if we don't have Keem Hicks. I mean he's our he's our run stopping guy. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough game for us this week. It's going to be a, real, a true test. I'm kind of worried about it. Those I'm not
0: gonna stats know. actually make those stats actually make a lot of sense because that Week One matchup. The Vikings look like they won pretty pretty easily, and Kirk Cousins threw for like 90 yards.
1: I think he had less than 10 completions. I'm pretty sure he had less than 10 completions. Yeah, then they faced the Raiders and fucking ran the ball down their throat, too. I can tell you how Kirk Cousins did, if you guys looked at how Kirk Cousins did in both games last season. You can tell us, and I'll, uh, I'll eat up some dead air so we don't have that. Danny, I'm not scared of Kirk Cousins one bit. Kirk Cousins is a major pussy. Like, he is the epitome of, I'm good against bad teams. but when good teams come to town,
0: or we go to good teams' towns. I'm dog shit. Are you? Yeah, but our only problem is that we're, we're not pl- – we're playing this game at home, like, early in the season. If we're playing this game at Soldier Field in November, then his, his softness is going to be – you know, it's going to be magnified because he plays in a dome. But now when you play him in, you know, late September – yeah, what's the He's, forecast for Sunday? It's probably like not, mid-60s. It's, it's, not, it's not the same with, against a very soft quarterback like Cousins. That is true. So, yeah,
1: well, yeah, we played them like both games were past week eight last year, I'm pretty sure. It was, I don't know. I'm just – I'm not nervous from Kirk Cousins. Everything else about the Vikings made me very nervous. Their run game, very strong. I know we have a good defense, but their run game, very strong. Really good receiving core. Their defense is playing out of their mind so far this year. Like, everything should make me nervous. It's just like Kirk Cousins, just like the overpowering factor. It's like, yeah, not really. Uh, To give
2: an update on Kirk Cousins, last year he averaged 197 passing yards in both games. Uh, Then he threw for two touchdowns, two interceptions, and one touchdown. Or, uh, fuck, he threw for three touchdowns and two interceptions. And well, Hold hold on, excuse me.
1: I think those stats are wrong. No, they're not wrong. Uh, I saw a tweet earlier. He threw for two touchdowns and two interceptions in the first game.
2: In the second game, he threw for no interceptions and one touchdown. Look it up, Jake. Go ahead. I looked this. Hello, Daniel. You, you guys,
0: you guys are like lagging on me. We're um, lagging now. I think mean, you're lagging on
1: us. We have pretty good Wi-Fi. Uh,
0: I mean, you got you guys were delayed. Sounded like. Are we okay now?
2: Yeah, you're all, all right. good. Okay, we're filibustering. We're talking about things while Jake looks up this tweet that he can't find because he knows I'm right. Typed in silly. So,
0: what is? Silly? But even even that so, like what. Well, that's still kind of underwhelming.
2: Look up Jake. Just look up ESPN box score.
0: No,
1: I. Cause I'm looking for a specific tweet.
2: I'm dying to see what this tweet is. I mean, Jake's gonna call my credentials as a big J. I'm
0: not calling. Okay, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was uh, I'm yeah. gonna take. I'm gonna take Matt's word on it. If you looked at the actual box, I had to look words. at the actual
2: box scores. Let's see. God, I mean, now I'm sorry. just. I. I I'm cool having that Eric. I'm gonna find this. I'm gonna
1: to shove it in Jake's face. I just trip. need to find this one tweet. I was going to play in the group chat, but I'm like, well, Matt is doing Matt's stats, so I think this these are the stats. Team. He is wrong.
2: Uh, so, yeah, Minnesota, this is the first game right here, Jake. Here, uh, Kirk Cousins, two touchdowns, two interceptions, like I said. And let's take a look
1: at game two. I said he threw one touchdown, so let's just go ahead and confirm that. I found. I have found it. Okay. I was thinking of not five picks. He had five total turnovers. That's where I was fucked up. Uh, did. He? Well, no, actually, he had. This true. was the tweet I was looking at. It was like, the tweet is from at Nate, Nate underscore Flint. Um, Mr. Biscuits 2019 against the Vikings. Three passing touchdowns, two picks, 65 completion percentage. That's not that's just, 579 that's yards.
2: just 2019 stats. We did not
1: put the Vikings 2019. No. Maybe this was last year.
2: We played the Vikings. We played the Vikings on December twenty eighth last year. So we have not played. This is his first three games. Those were his first three games. Whoa, says, At no point does it say Mitch Trubisky. The thing. The tweet says Mitch Trubisky twenty nineteen, and then Jake. Or Jake as Mitch Trubisky twenty nineteen versus the Vikings. But that's. Just no, right I tweet. read as
1: twenty eighteen versus the Vikings. I'm wrong. I am wrong.
2: So well, okay, can you read the tweet? What already you
1: taking it from the well, tweet? The tweet. I w- what I was going to take from it was that Kirk Cousins turned the ball over seven times. Or. Turned over three times, had four fumbles that they gained. Whatever. I don't know. I read the tweet wrong. I'm wrong. I am in the yeah, wrong. Don't, don't, yeah, don't
0: don't don't doubt on Matt's stats. I'm a funny. I saw a stat stats. I thought I
1: am I'm wrong. I'm, I'm sorry. A, I'm, on, I'm, I'm trying to be a big J here, but I honest, apologize. I'll get stats
2: run. But if you guys would like to know Mitch's averages versus the uh fucking Dick Face team last year, game one, he threw for 165 yards. Game two, he threw for 163 yards. A little quick math. Uh, average carried the. T- he threw for 164 yards on average in both games last year. Uh, game one, he threw for a touchdown and two interceptions. Game two, he did not throw for touchdowns so or interceptions. They Jordan Howard had two touchdowns in the second game. and Trecoy had touchdowns. So basically, we'd get to the goal line, we would just hand it off. So that's why he had no touchdowns. Yeah. He probably could have had like at least three, but obviously we ran the ball. So Mitch Trubisky, the other key to this game. So that, that's the key for the Bears defensively: stop running Maker Cousin's uh, pass. The key on offense is Trubisky just don't in the offense in general just don't turn the ball over. Don't give Jakey. Turn off Twitter.
1: No, this is gonna
2: distract you. This is gonna distract you. I'm listening. Do you minimize the Foreman? I I would appreciate it. Uh, I apologize for treating like a child, but you get distracted easily. Uh, The key to, in my opinion, the key to the offense again. Don't want to sound like an asshole, but in my opinion, the key to the offense is just do your job, take your points where you can get them, field goals, whatever. Just don't turn the ball over. Just don't let the Vikings flip the field and get it on a half field. Me and Jake were talking about this earlier. The key to the Bears in general versus the Vikings is the defense getting turnovers, setting the offense up for success. The first two games, we had not really any turnovers. Mm-hmm. We had one turnover for Kyle Fuller, but that didn't really, you know, that we, they tackled us on like the 15 yard line, So the offense still, still would have had to go the length of the field to score. Our team is working at peak efficiency when we're turn, when the defense is turning the ball over, getting stops, and flipping the field for the offense, and just making it like start banana cream pie for the offense. The other team. Just a cake so walk. A- Exactly. we try to make it a cakewalk for the offense. That's that's when we're working at peak efficiency. So that's what we need. Not just this week, but we need it, especially this week. But for the rest of the season, that's the key to success. Every single game. Defense, doing their shit, getting picks, dancing, celebrating, taking cool pictures mm-hmm. uh, with, the, with the ball they just turned over. And then Trubisky just getting field goals, getting touchdowns, eating off that. That's the you, key. Know what, you know what I, I, need, need, stop talk- I, have...
0: I need? What's this, that? Like a 75-yard or more drive from this offense for a touchdown. I need one.
2: I wouldn't hold it. Would, I not hold my breath on that. I would like to see it I as need, well. I need to see I it because
0: the, the fact that – because you're not going to – a Super Bowl winning team is not going to completely rely on just turnovers and, you know, strip sacks, anything like that. The offense is going to have to drive down the field. And they have not yeah. done that once. They did it once well, against they- the Broncos. They had a nice first half against the Redskins, which ain't great. The second half but They're, they did they're still pretty not bad driving way. all the way down the field for a touchdown. I know that obviously – well, baby it doesn't steps. help when the defense turns over, makes them turn over the ball five times in the game, but I, I have That's
1: to see. It is. It's baby steps with our offense, and I know we're not where we should be, but all that matters is we get to where we have to be, if that makes any sense. Say like, it again. We're not where we should be, but all that matters is by the end of the year – we get where we have to be. Yeah, as an offense, I understand. I get it. I understand
2: that. that so sense.
1: maybe it happens in week four this week. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But I, Kirk Cousins just doesn't scare me. I know he's going to shit his pants with a couple bad turnovers and just airmail balls, underthrow balls, and he's just not going to be on his game. Well, no, the thing that should scare you is the Vikings' running game because if they're running, if they're running the ball successfully, they can work off the play
2: action. If they can just, if Dalvin Cook and the uh, other running back, old Dick Face, I don't even know his fucking name, but he's a good number two running back for them this year. Uh, 132, 132 rushing yards to the first three games. That's that, That's what should scare you. That's what should scare Bears fans. Is if they're off, if their rushing game is eating, especially if Akeem Hicks is out. If they're off, if their rushing game is eating, that's when we're gonna get in trouble. So you're right, your Cousins should not scare you, but he will be adequate if they can get the rushing game going. If they can make that a legit threat, then we'll be in trouble. Agree, but
1: I, I'm confident our defense is stopping that run. I'm confident our big boys.
2: I am too. We need Hicks to play. That'd be big. We can manage without him, but we need be a big loss if mm-hmm. we don't have him on Sunday. I'll say that. Um, Do we have anything else in this game,
1: Daniel or Matthew?
2: I know that's all I got. Bear down. Bear down. Bear. It's gonna be a Big Ten football where it's like it's just more about field
0: position than scoring. It's Club like... Club Dub got <laughs> Club Dub got a little problematic this week. Yeah. <laughs> so, how long's fucking hog in the back? Yeah. Yeah. He's
1: representing
2: for all the growers, not showers out there. I appreciate it, Kyle, because he it did, wasn't didn't look the best, not, but you definitely know, not definitely not work. No, definitely. Very not, unsafe stuff all the I year, was in right?
1: physics, and they opened up the picture like, and I closed it right away.
2: I was, yeah, I yeah, it was. I mean, Tariq Cohen. I think he had like a statement, to, like apologizing. But I, I do wonder how that was handled in the locker room. Like, do you think Tariq Cohen is like buying Kylon on like donuts from Dunkin' every morning? Like, kind of owe him. You, you <laughs> owe him a lot. <laughs> like buying him like Fortnite. Fucking battle passes and shit, or whatever they, whatever video games they play. Those, those whippersnappers play. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Hopefully, we can
1: uh, not film each other's dicks in the locker room after the game, or do. It was kind of funny. I don't really care either way. Um, for next week, I don't know what's going to be on the agenda. The Cubs are going to be eliminated from the playoffs. No playoffs this year. Uh, <laughs> I wore my hard hat all episode. If you heard me playing with it. Um, next week the Bears play the Raiders. So I feel like that preview is going to go very short. We're not going to have much to talk about it. So since we're going to be short on bears, we'll have our, our Cubs' uh, funeral. Heck yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I already went to this funeral like
2: a month and a half ago. Just, you guys are just kind of late to the party, but I, I've already been here. I'm waiting for the, you guys. The corpse is just rotting at this point. For me, it is. Yeah, yeah so for not... you guys. This, this body is like bones
1: right now. I, I've, I've been looking at this body for a while. I've, I've accepted the theme.
0: Well, no, we'll just get into it next week yeah, we'll yeah
1: i know we've already got like get a half hour and i once i start I won't stop
0: yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. that's probably the best move. we'll we'll do it next week
1: all right see you later dan
0: see yeah. ya go there